Good morning. Today is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. In 2009, a group of gay students at Yeshiva University in New York requested to create an official student organization to join the dozens of existing student organizations and for this organization to be called YU Pride Alliance to support the LGBT community at Yeshiva University. YU refused to recognize that organization. Since then, this issue has gone through the courts and will likely now be heard by the United States Supreme Court. Now, this is a very complicated case, and this subject requires extreme nuance. But at the heart of it, there are two separate but related issues. The first issue is a legal question. Can a religious institution, which accepts government funding, public funding, decide not to provide certain benefits to those it deems at odds with its religious identity? That's what Yeshiva University is arguing in court. They're a religious organization. They have the right to operate as they see fit according to their religious principles. So, this, in a legal sense, is a case about religious freedom. But it is also a moral and spiritual question. And the question is, while Jewish law does not condone homosexual acts, but Jewish law does require respect for every human being. So, what can why you do, what should why you do, to respect and support people of every gender and orientation without condoning or promoting those actions that are against Jewish law? The president of YU's Rabbi Ari Berman and he wrote last week that YU wants students of all sexual orientations and gender identities to feel comfortable on its campus. But it also wants its identity as an institution grounded in modern Orthodox Judaism to be taken seriously. And that is a very fine line to draw. Now, again, as I said, both aspects of this case, the legal aspect and the moral spiritual aspect, they are complicated, they require nuance and sensitivity, and there is a lot to discuss about this subject. But this morning I'd like to share two narrow points that are critical to me and I hope to you as well. The first point is that Yeshiva University 
is our world's preeminent Jewish educational organization. Its teachers are world leaders in Jewish law and Jewish values. Its students go on to become the backbone of our modern Orthodox Jewish world globally. I and all of us benefit tremendously from Yeshiva University. And it has made great strides in recent years in how it relates to its LGBTQ students in line with Torah values. Rabbi Ari Berman, again, YU president, recently wrote an email, and I just want to say to you that I have been able to independently verify the truth of these following statements. He wrote, We welcome, love, and care for all our students, including our LGBTQ students. We place a specific emphasis of importance on supporting our LGBTQ students. And there are a number of ways we express this support, including hosting an LGBTQ support group. I just want to point out in parentheses, a support group is different than a student organization. That's why we have this issue. They do have a support group. They do not have this student organization called Pride Alliance. Require LGBTQ training sensitivity training for all our rabbis and faculty, and that includes all, including the most senior and distinguished rabbis with which YU is identified, undergo this sensitivity training, present public events so that all our students better understand the experience of being LGBTQ and Orthodox, and of course, we uphold our strong anti-bullying and anti-discrimination policies. YU takes this seriously and puts substantive resources and energy into making this true. I don't agree with all YU decisions, and I don't know enough about this case to have an informed opinion. But I do know YU is a great place which benefits all of us, and it is trying here to do the right thing. The second point I want to share with you is that I recognize that this very public dispute causes upset and pain to LGBTQ Jews, especially those who are Orthodox and who do love and study and observe Torah to the best of their ability. And to many, many others who are upset or hurt 
or angry about this subject. And I wholeheartedly agree with the words of Rabbi Shua Brick, which I will share with you in a moment. I want to share this with you because I want that his message to be heard loudly and as widely as possible. And I want this message from Rabbi Brick to be heard as my personal message as well. My personal message, Michael Whitman, and my message as the rabbi of Adath. We take this opportunity to make it as clear as possible that we love the LGBTQ members of our community. Our love may not translate into the types of reforms currently advocated for, and we cannot promise that our solutions and next steps will be sufficient. But that does not prevent us from making it abundantly clear LGBTQ individuals belong in our communities. They are our sons, daughters, children, siblings, and parents. They are our peers, as well as campers, students, teachers, and leaders. And it is a tragedy whenever they feel unsafe or unwelcome. It is heartbreaking whenever they feel the need to go anywhere else other than our shul, our schools, our community to find their home. We want them to stay and we need to do better in making our places places where they will feel cherished and loved and maintain the dignity they deserve. However this legal battle falls out, our community must continue the work in developing the Jewish world as one that maximizes the halachic observance while maintaining its values of caring for each and every individual. It has been our failure that this has not been the case. And we apologize for the pain our ongoing process has caused. We resolve to do better. But please know, I am your friend. And this place, Adath, this is your home. We are trying, and we will do better. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing you all soon in person.